Hi everyone, Pastor Tim here from Calvary Church in Pueblo, Colorado, and this is the message recap, rewind, and bonus features from the message we had on November 14th, 2021. Now we are in the book of Hebrews doing a verse-by-verse -verse study, and we started in chapter 1 last week, and we're still in chapter 1 this week. We're looking at verse 4, 5, and 6, which portrays the greatness of Jesus Christ, in particular, how much better he is, how much superior he is to angels. Now we'll look at angels next week, and I encourage you to come and show up for that. But right now we're looking at those verses that portray him as greater than angels in the first part of that chapter one. And we saw a few things. We saw one in verse four, that he has a superior name. And of course, his name is Jesus the Christ. He is Jehovah saves, or God saves, as the anointed one, as the Messiah. And we saw some passages in Philippians that talk about how he is seated at the right hand of the Father, that he's been given an excellent name. His name is Jesus. We saw that there's no way to be saved but through Christ, his work, and belief in him, not just belief in his stories, but belief in him as a person, as your substitute. And we also saw that eventually every knee would bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Now, that doesn't mean everyone's going to be saved, but there's going to be a point in time in history when everything that has breath is going to acknowledge, at least acknowledge, that Jesus is indeed who he claimed to be, the Son of God, fully God, fully man, come to save sinners. And you either accept it or reject it, but everyone's going to acknowledge he indeed is sovereign Lord, even the angels. And we also saw that there's no comparison to the origin of angels and Jesus Christ. The Father has Jesus Christ as his Son in that relationship in the Trinity. The angels are created beings, but not so with Jesus. He's the only begotten Son. That relationship in love is far greater than his love and appreciation for the angels. Jesus is family. And we saw how that family connection extends to us. And that when Jesus says that the Father loves me, I'm loving you in the same way that the Father loves me. It is a real binding love. It's a love that's eternal, okay? It's a love that sees its fruition and its totalness in John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's ours as believers. That is a deep, deep love. And then we saw in verse 6 about his worship. How, while angels may be terrifying and really, really impressive, they're never receiving worship. Only Jesus is, and even the angels worship him. And we saw at the very end, and I want this to be your big bonus features as well, Revelation chapter 5. And we read through that entire chapter, and it went quickly, but it gives us that beautiful picture of this scene in heaven where John thinks... All is lost. There's no hope. There's no hope for God being victorious. There's no hope for the end times. There's no hope because there's no one there that can take the scroll and break the seals and read it. Whatever that means in history, John had a moment in which he was desperate for someone to step up who was worthy enough to fulfill the kingdom of heaven. And there's one person that's able to do it. And that person is described as a lamb that looks slain. So it looks like a lamb 
who is sacrificed, but yet alive. And we know that person is Jesus Christ. And he stands up and says, I can take it. And he does. And the rest of Revelation is a lot of him breaking those seals and revealing what is written on the scroll as end times. But there's a moment there before all of those things take place where heaven, everything that has breath, acknowledges that he is worthy to be praised. And it is a scene of glorious worship. And that worship is beautiful. It's complete. And it is satisfying. All of creation, all the angels bow down, all the mighty creatures of the world bow down, all humanity bows down, all the prayers of the saints are there. Everyone is present, and all the elders. And they bow and worship. And that's a beautiful scene that's never described for angels, never described for us and all the accomplishments that we might have and how best and superior we are to others. It's never celebrated with worship like it is with Jesus Christ. That's what sets them apart. So it's my hope that you go back and watch the entire message and service and join us live in person next week here at Calvary Church in Pueblo, Colorado, that you might see the rest of chapter 1 unfold with some understanding of how angels are used and described in Scripture. So hope to see you then. Bye!